Her Podcast, a broadcast of the Arizona Chapter of Women in Insurance and Financial Services, the only financial services organization with programming for women by women. Welcome back to the Counting on Her Podcast. I am your host, Amber, and I am thrilled to be sitting with the current national president of Women in Insurance and Financial Services, Tony Gonzalez. Welcome, Tony. Thank you for having me, Amber. So let's spend a little time today, Tony, telling the audience, our Counting on Her listeners, a little bit about your story, because I know a little bit about your story, but I think it's important for people to know where you came from, how you got into the business that you're in now. I love hearing you talk with people about the different ways your journey's kind of taken, not a huge turn, but it's had these little changes and transitions because I want people to know that if they're going through that too, you know, there's other people that I have and I love the way you share it. So do you know what I mean when I say, tell me a little bit about the Tony timeline? <laughs> I, I, I absolutely do. And it's funny at the time, you know, I look back at my 25 plus years in the industry. I didn't know always where the path was going to take me, but I will tell you, it's led me to where I am today and I couldn't be happier than how the journey has gone. And, you know, I started in this industry by accident. I was at Arizona State University and companies were coming on campus to interview. And I I had never thought about a career in insurance or financial services. So glamorous. Come join. I had worked retail (laughs) and I loved working retail through college. I got a great wardrobe by working at Dillard's. But I also (laughs) realized that those individuals in their leadership program were still folding sweaters at 11 o'clock at night, along with all of us, October, November, December, January. And I didn't really want that as my career. So a large Fortune 500 insurance company came on campus and they were interviewing for something called an underwriter. And I didn't really know what it was, but the industry sounded fantastic. And um, working Monday through Friday and getting off uh, (laughs) at a decent time sounded good too. So I started this industry as a new grad. And then my career evolved as I became a newlywed, a new mom, Mm -hmm. later on a single mom, then part of a blended family. Mm -hmm. Now I'm an empty nester. And I will tell you in the 25 plus years, every role I've taken has allowed me to have this amazing career and also raise four kids Mm. and accomplish what I want personally. And I've worn a lot of different hats. So how did you wear all these hats, transition? How did you get through it? Did you have mentorship? Did you have people at your job that helped you out? What support did you have? So my first 10 years in the industry, I worked in corporate type roles and the company I was working with paid for my MBA. So I was working during the day in different corporate roles, underwriting, finance, marketing, a little bit of legal, a little bit of chief of staff, but I was going to school at night. So when you work in a large corporation, a lot of times there are formal mentoring programs. Mm -hmm. So I was getting the ability to be part of a program that was structured and get the you know support of other men and women that were in the company with me. After I graduated and a few years down the road, that company had some changes and my position was eliminated. And versus moving to the East Coast, I decided to become an advisor. Okay. When I became an advisor, there was a very tenured man in the industry who said, please join my team. And he became the first really strong male mentor that mm-hmm. I had in the field and had me join his practice because it's harder to find a formal mentor sometimes when you're out in the field in client facing roles. Sure. And we didn't have a WIFS chapter yet in Mm -hmm. Phoenix at that time, or I would have reached out to a community like this. Sure. But I think we should give some credit to the fact that as you're going through these things, you're doing something else to diversify the Tony. So you're having this awareness of yourself, you're going through life, but you are also adding on to your professional side, not just by showing up to your nine to five. Absolutely. And this truly is a career that I refer to it as a profession, not an industry. Mm -hmm. It is a profession where you can do whatever you want, but you should always be continuing to grow. And a lot of the growth I've also 
also done is through serving on boards and servant leadership. So, you know, I've served on the local boards for NAFA and for FSP. Mm -hmm. I've served on national committees for NAFA. I have served on national committees for women in insurance and financial services. And then my good friend Sue started a chapter here in Phoenix. And servant leadership was a great way to stay involved and keep growing as well. And that's how I found you. But kind of off to the side, I ran back into you on LinkedIn even because of an insurance conference. It's just unique how that can happen that you were out there presenting yourself and I found you that way. I chose to extend my network and you had already kind of been there, done that. And then it just trickles down and then it continues to evolve. So it's really for the listeners that might need to find a place if you don't really have a tribe, get out there. Like you said, you join different boards, start talking to people. The servant leadership part is exceptional. And then it's funny, I was reflecting on all the great opportunities in the different places I've traveled to this year, visiting our WFS chapters in Phoenix, in Atlanta, in Miami at the Gold Coast. I've gone to events for the American College, for Mm -hmm. NAFA, for Fonseca. And when I was trying to explain to someone what the power of going to industry events and investing in yourself, it's not just the speakers. The speakers are fabulous, but you're surrounding yourself by greatness. Every time you surround yourself with a group of like-minded women that are also out there trying to grow, Mm -hmm. you get connection, you get collaboration, you get to champion each other. And so really, if you're just staying in your own comfort zone, you're missing out on an opportunity to do something great. And maybe you get exposed to something you've never thought about doing before. And now a word from our sponsor. The Counting on Her podcast is brought to you by the Arizona Leadership Foundation. The Arizona Leadership Foundation proudly provides scholarship assistance to private schools and disabled and displaced schools throughout Arizona with no preference to religious or political affiliation. We believe parents should have a choice when it comes to the education of their children. To learn more, please visit ArizonaLeader.org. Okay, so Tony, I know this about you. You've told me about servant leadership. And what does that really mean? Can you define that for the listeners today? My journey into servant leadership, I talk about mentorship. And although I represent a fantastic women's organization, there have been many male mentors that have helped me as well. And my entry into servant leadership started with a gentleman here in the Valley. His name is Bill Cassidy. (laughs) And he was on the NAFA Phoenix board. And he called me up one day. I was driving down the road and he's like, Tony, we'd like to invite you to be on our board and, and help us with social media. And I said, well, I I don't know that I know that much. This is several (laughs) years ago. And he goes, you know more than you think you do. And he opened the door, invited me to the table. And then in turn, I was able to turn around and open the door for the next woman to join that board. There we go. And Bill is still a mentor to me. So I've had some really strong male mentors. My first addition to being on one of NAFA's national committees, their current national president, uh, Brian, called me up and said, we'd like you to join the brand awareness team. And so I think it's important when we think about how we can continue to attract, develop, and advance women in our profession. There's a lot of, I call them ambassadors out there yep. that have made a big difference in my career and would continue to love to help support and grow our industry to look diverse in many different ways. Yeah. So always giving the shout out to the men that helped to support us. So Tony, I've heard you talk about sponsorship and I naturally might think of one of our former guests on Counting on Her that talks about sponsoring a nonprofit. But when you're talking about sponsoring, you mean it differently. I do. And I talk a lot about the importance of mentorship in a career. And there's so many great things a mentor can do and help developing you professionally. But a mentor is not the same as a sponsor. And it's important Mm -hmm. to have both in your career development. And a sponsor can be someone that has a little extra street cred, maybe, or um, career cred in an organization. 
and I wrote a blog called the ABCs and Ds of Sponsorship yeah. for our Lead Her blog at WFS. And uh-huh. a sponsor helps, one thing they do is they help amplify your voice. So they help make sure your voice gets heard. You know, I am way out here in Arizona. I'm mm-hmm. pretty isolated. So if there's a meeting happening somewhere across the country mm-hmm. and I'm not there, maybe there needs to be someone else there to say, hey, I've been talking to so-and-so sure. and I think that you might want to you know, consider this input. So amplifying someone's mm-hmm. voice can be speaking up for them in a meeting. Sometimes as women, if we've said something in a meeting, maybe it doesn't get heard right away and somebody else will start to talk about the same topic. You might circle back to that and say, oh, you know, yeah. actually, I think Amber was just bringing up that point earlier. Amber, can you go ahead and, and re-expand on that? So making sure voices are heard. Mm-hmm. I naturally was thinking like, oh, make sure you get on stage or something. But no, not necessarily. What you're saying is, for example, going to those industry events for just an example, showing up and meeting some people People, having that conversation, maybe having the story, sharing the stories, that's amplifying too. It's not just like, hey, let me get on the microphone, be on this podcast and talk about it. Certainly counting on her, that's what we're doing. But you're saying even just some of those interactions with people, the amplifying can happen indirectly. It absolutely can. And that's a lot really of cool. times it can happen when you're not in the room to boost somebody's credibility and their reputation. So again, it might be if I ran into somebody and they were interested in a podcast, maybe they haven't heard about counting on her yet, or maybe they haven't right. heard of the Amber didn't show yet, <laughs> I would be able to mention that I know of someone that's fantastic at mm-hmm. that. And, and I think you're sure, really good at that. Maybe it's your developer. I love doing that. It mm-hmm. is it is one of my favorite things <laughs> to do. Connecting others. Connecting can be as simple as recommending someone for the next time you know a board seat's coming open or there's a promotion opportunity within an organization. Mm-hmm. Many of the organizations we work in, they're large. They may not know everything that's being done by someone you consider worthy of consideration or a protege. So, you know, making sure that you're connecting others by, you know, inviting someone new to the next conference that you go to. Mm -hmm. If you're going to a great meeting at work, see if it's okay that if you can pull an extra seat up to a table and bring them along with you. And it's great if they don't look like you. Someone different than you is a way to make an impact too. So I want to pause there for a minute because at this point of time, we're talking a lot about AI. And I really do believe if there's a lot of technology helping to assist life, let's just, there's so many ways that it can be good or bad. Connection is something that supposedly humans have created craved or wanted community-based since the beginning of time. This is going to be, I think, not like the most important currency, but could it be in our future if we're not cultivating the connection and the support? AI cannot help you find that job just because an algorithm can't spit that out, but Tony could connect it. Maybe the listener can connect it. So there's really big value, I think, on the C. I mean, all of them are important, but I just feel like that's resonating with me right now, just given our environment and our culture right now. People are kind of freaking out about tech. So what are we going to do about it? Invest in yourself, get connected, but you got to kind of create some of that movement too. You do. And these rights are earned because if someone is going to mentor you or sponsor you, they're putting a lot of their own time and energy and their reputation at stake as well. So it's always important. We work in a very small circular industry. You've always got to be authentic. Your Mm -hmm. word has to be golden. People need to know they can trust, like, and respect you because your reputation is what's Mm -hmm. going to help people want to take an interest in your development. I think sometimes too, if that's going well, whatever business you're in, might go well too because people are talking positively. There's some energy there. People want to be around that. They want to gravitate towards that. We talked about in a previous episode, finding your tribe. And if your tribe needs to be a little bit 
tweaked a bit, or maybe there's just a whole different tribe that you plug into. I mean, I think that could even change dynamics for what you do professionally as well. I think also when you think about, I've been a mentor and a mentee, I've been Mm -hmm. a sponsor and a sponsee. It's very reciprocal. Both parties get just as much out of a good, healthy relationship. But my favorite thing is to be a giver. So Mm -hmm. I really do. I'm going to talk about Gallup. Developer is my number one strength. Mm -hmm. So I thoroughly, sincerely, authentically enjoy helping other people succeed. So I don't know that it just comes naturally to me, but think about that before you ask somebody to do something for you. Really, how can you help connect, collaborate, and celebrate Mm. them? And things have a tendency to come full circle. I think professional courtship is not that much different than personal courtship. Sure. It really, you need to put some thought into it and be respectful. And people want to give, especially, you know, this WFS community, WFS Phoenix, I always tell people that even if I didn't work with this group of wonderful professionals, Mm -hmm. I'd want to hang out with them anyway. Yeah. And I'm an introvert. So when I say that, that's a pretty big vote of confidence right there. These are some of my favorite people. We got the introvert on her first podcast today. So I was pretty excited about that, which it seems backwards, Tony. I feel like this would be first. And then all the speaking you've done on stage would come second. But sometimes you get thrown into things sometimes, right? Because it's just part of the deal. Helps us grow. When you go into this role as president, is there anyone that inspired you to kind of pull you up on stage, even though you say you're this alleged introvert? Well, it's interesting. I think Simon Sinek says an introvert <laughs> works wakes up every day with five coins to spend. And an extrovert <laughs> wakes up with zero coins and earns their coins through the day. So I love people. I love giving my energy to people. It's just at the end of the day, I've spent right. my five coins. So I got to yeah. go back and I got to recharge so I can Plug in the, the batteries. Batteries. So I'm kind of a morning person. You get yeah. my best energy in the morning. But as far as what inspired me, it was actually there was a WIFS conference, a virtual conference, and they offered coaching. One of the speakers said afterwards, and the woman is an industry leader. And I was talking to her about what I enjoyed doing, which one of the things is I enjoy doing is helping other people shine. And she said, Tony, that's great, but you need to step up into leadership so you can also inspire people to want to be up there with you. So get out of your comfort zone and take a risk and don't just stay in some of the support roles, but really step up. So sometimes it's temporary. Maybe it's for a little bit longer, but that's what inspired me. She's, She's pretty amazing. And that's what I think about when I'm on stage is am I connecting with the audience and am I inspiring someone out there in their own personal story? That's cool. Because there's a lot of power when we share our stories. It well, empowers others. You celebrate victories, but you also talk about, how do you say it, failing forward? I do. I, I do a presentation called Womanthology. And in the Womanthology, we talk about the power of the female economy, the position sometimes we find ourselves in, and how we can all profit as women by coming together. And I mm-hmm. talk about some steps that you can do. One of the steps is to celebrate successes. But then I say, don't forget to celebrate failures as well, as long as people are failing forward. Because if we only stay in our comfort zone and we don't take that risk, how are we supposed to move up to the next step? I was looking at leadership quotes this morning for a blog I was writing and the amount of quotes on don't be afraid to fail forward <laughs> from some, some individuals I really respect was was fantastic. Yeah. Uh, Brene Brown actually talks a lot mm-hmm. about that as well. So it's okay to fail as long as you're failing forward and be there for the people that you care about when they're trying new things. That's how we grow. Mm-hmm. So if we were to wrap this up with a little bow today, what do you think your takeaway would be for the listeners? There was quite a few pearls of wisdom in there. But if we were to say for your a takeaway for today, what would you want the listeners to know? Find your community. They're out there. The community I'm most involved with right now is WIFS, but there's other professional communities out there. Find a community where you feel heard, you feel respected, you feel valued, where there's people there that are potential mentors and mentees, people that you can collaborate with, mm-hmm. people that you can share your growth with and work with. So, you know, if you're 
already part of that community, invite someone else to that party. Yeah. Speaking of parties, I'll invite this listener group to a party. We're <laughs> having our WFS conference in San Diego this October. And I have never been to a conference as powerful as having 95% of the audience is women. So we're not the minority, we're the majority. And our theme is Amplify, Get Louder. We love our ambassadors that come, but I will tell you, it's a different energy there. And we've got some phenomenal speakers. So if you're part of WFS, come and invite someone new to the party. So thank you so much for joining us today, Tony. I've been waiting to do this with you. So I'm so excited that we had the time. Thanks to the listeners of the Counting on Her podcast. Make today great. Thank you, Tony. Thank you. Bye-bye. The Counting on Her podcast is a service of WIFS Phoenix, attracting, developing, and advancing women in the financial services industry. For more information, please visit us at wifsphx.com. Thank you for listening.